Welcome to This Seriously Sucks, the right podcast when life goes seriously wrong. A series for people hit with a devastating life event. We talk about wishing you could get a do-over, the scary, sad shit going on in your head and not wanting to go on. No deep psychological theory or just think happy thoughts advice here. These are practical strategies to help you get through this seriously sucky time. Now, here is your host, the author of This Is Not The End, who knows what it feels like to want it to be the end, Nina Sossaman Pogue. Yes, this is the right podcast when life goes seriously wrong. Hi, everyone. I'm Nina, and I am sorry that you are here, but I am so glad that you found us. Sorry, because you're likely going through some very rough time or some big gnarly thing that is happening in your life. And uh, I wish you weren't having to listen to this. I wish life was not throwing that at you. I know you are dealing with something that is uniquely personal to you. And I'm just sharing what I know because I've been in those shitty, devastating spots myself. Times when I thought my life would never be the same, Uh, I didn't even want to be me anymore. And it is hard to imagine that the world won't always feel like this. And it's really hard to comprehend right now that anything could work out. So I just want to share a few minutes with you and want to sit with you in this really broken moment. Uh, Podcasting is new to me, and this is probably the toughest one of these first podcasts that I'm going to do because today is the most serious one of this seriously sucky podcast. Uh, And I hope that something that I say today can just be a new thought in your mind that helps you get through whatever it is that you're going through. And here on this podcast, we call your thing, your big gnarly thing that you're going through, you're this. So I just want to make sure you understand how we use that word here on This Seriously Sucks. Uh, I want to make sure you know that that is your personal this is the this I'm referring to as we talk through today's topic, which is suicidal thoughts, which is a tough topic to just throw out there. But I talk to myself sometimes and remind myself that uh, every Christmas we all sit around and watch It's a Wonderful Life. And it's supposed to be this fabulous holiday movie. And really, it's a movie about suicide. Jimmy Stewart literally jumped off the bridge. So we shouldn't be so uncomfortable about talking about you know, things that are going on in our heads that may not be normal or may not be healthy. So let's give ourselves a break there and realize that it's, we're not the first people to uh, go through something like that. Now, do this with me. As I've talked about in other episodes, uh, this is a big, long life that you have. This is your life story. What you're going through is unique to you. And if you look at the book of your life, so if you haven't done this with me before, I'm going to go through it one more time here because it just helps as we set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. In the book of your life, where does this fit in? So picture the book of your life. Uh, What color is the cover? How thick is that book? Is it a hardback or softback? Is it maybe a children's book or is it a comic book. Your story is yours. Uh, How serious does that book look or how fun does that book look? What does the story of your life look like if it was put into a book? So that's yours. Picture it. Now open that book to today 
you listening to this, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, open that book to today and what would be on that page of today. And now think about this with me. Everything that up to that page is everything that you have known or done or people you've met, things that you've said, things other people have said, places you've gone. So that is what's up to that page. And then everything on the pages ahead, all those pages ahead, maybe you're at the beginning of your book, maybe you're in the teenager, maybe you're in the middle of your book, you're 50, maybe you're more towards the end of your book. So wherever you are, all the pages ahead, they're blank. And you have more control over what goes into those pages than anyone else. And that's what we talk about here on This Seriously Sucks, because we're talking about how do you get to those blank pages and how do you even get past this really horrible moment to where you can have something good in the future? Because it doesn't feel like you can at this moment. I hear you. So now I want to share with you a concept that I shared with my kids in college and with uh, other people that uh, ended up, you know, grown men on my doorstep, knocking on the door saying, my life's falling apart. I lost my job. Like, what do I do? You know me, you know my wife. I just need help. Or some young woman who would come to me and say their husband was ill and what were they going to do? I mean, there's lots of life changing stories that people have. And I somehow became the go-to on how do I get past this? So just do this with me for a moment. Uh, Think about this. Maybe you're young, maybe you're in college. If you're in college, think about what kind of dog you want. Like when you're adulting and you're out in the world and you're maybe living near a beach somewhere, what kind of dog do you want? And now get that in your head. Now, if you're not uh, in college, if you are adulting already, uh, just think about your absolutely favorite meal at your favorite restaurant. What does that favorite meal at that favorite restaurant taste like, look like? All right. So for both of you, (laughs) five years from now, when you are walking down the beach with the dog that is running ahead of you, you're going to be thinking, uh, wow, that was a horrible time in my life. And you'll have a story to tell about how this changed you. Or if you are sitting in that restaurant with your favorite meal and maybe a glass of wine and maybe a friend or even a new friend in a new setting, and you go, wow, five years ago, I went through this really horrible thing. And you're sharing that horrible thing that you went through. And the new you is talking about it. And it's a story that you tell. That thinking is really healthy because this is just one chapter in your life. It is not your whole life. It feels like it's your whole life right now. You wake up and it consumes you. It is the first thing you think about when you get up in the morning. It haunts you all day long and rolls around your head all day long. And it's the last thing you think about before you go to sleep. And then you dream about it because your brain is just trying to make sense of it. We'll talk about that in a moment. And you really are the only person that is going through this like you are. Even the people closest to you, who are trying to help you or coming around and and trying just to be there for you, they are not going through this like you are. I always say people are listening to WIFM radio. What's in it for me? I mean, they have their own things going on, their own other challenges and carpool and friends to get back to and classes to take or whatever's going on in their life. You are part of what they're worried about and they feel for you and they may love you and be caring for you, but this is not their whole world. Only for you does it consume everything. For me, what was going on in my head at one point in my life was so loud and big and bizarre that I couldn't understand why everybody wasn't just stopped in their tracks and going through what I was going through. 
but the reality was my kids were going to school. My husband was off doing his thing as much as he was trying to help me. And I was in my really horrible place in my head. I remember uh, not long, for those of you who, who have been following the podcast, you know, some of my big failures or big downs to my big ups. Uh, so I was on the U.S. team, U.S. gymnastics team, and then I didn't make the Olympic team and was horribly embarrassed and then didn't even want to go back to my high school and just everybody knew that I was that was my path and then I hadn't made it. And then I went off to college and I was top recruit, but then I blew out my knee and I didn't have gymnastics anymore. And I just didn't know what to do with myself, like who I was or what I was supposed to do because gymnastics had been my whole life up till that point. At the time, it was my bumper sticker on my car. It was my sweatshirts I wore. It was everything. Today, it would be your Instagram. It would be how you identified yourself. I just didn't know who I was without gymnastics. And I made some really bad choices along the way. It's a whole different podcast, but not all of my choices after that were great. And then I also you know, got married and uh, got divorced. That was another dark time. And I had my dream job. I was a news anchor and a very, you could say popular, air quotes, popular news anchor and uh, was let go, fired. And that was devastating and embarrassing. And then later I worked my way back up in the news business and I won an Emmy and I was at the top of my game. And then I had a horrific accident happen in my life. I was picking up my kids at the school bus and I went to leave and, and this is always very difficult to say, ran over my dear friend's baby boy. There were moments in there that I just didn't want to go on. Now he lived, but it was touch and go for a long time and his skull was crushed and he was in and out of surgeries. And there were months there where I didn't want to go on. I didn't want to be me. Everyone knew me from TV and knew me as this former world-class athlete. And now in my head, I was just the lady who ran over the baby. So it was very dark and I just couldn't figure out how to even step back out in the world. I do remember one time I decided to leave the house and go for a walk. And I went for a long walk and I put on a big gray hoodie sweatshirt and I had a baseball cap on and sunglasses and I felt like sort of insulated from the world, but I was out in the world. So I needed to try to get back out into the world. And I went for this walk and I lived in the suburbs, but our neighborhood was along sort of a busy road. And there was a point where I needed to go along the busy road to go across to the other part of the neighborhood. So I was going along this busy section of this road and cars were zooming by, zooming, probably going 45, maybe. Uh, and they were right there next to me. It was literally two or three feet from the line where the cars were going because I was just waiting to cross. And in my head, I thought, what if I just stepped out? What if I just stepped in front of the next car that came by? I could wait for a truck or maybe a minivan, something kind of big. What if I just stepped out in front of that car? And then it would be all over and I wouldn't feel like this anymore. And then in my head, I went, oh, wow, I wonder what that person would do. Would they jump out and like freak out and come look at me or what, what would happen? And, and then I thought, oh, well, I'm just going to give them what I feel because now they're going to be in the place where I am. Like none of this is good. And I finished my walk and had some other weird thoughts along the way. But I got back to the house that evening and uh, I had gotten to a point where I just wasn't even sad anymore. I wasn't even crying anymore. My body was just out of tears and out of sad and out of everything. It was really a horrible feeling. And I remember laying on my floor 
on the floor of our bedroom and we had a ceiling fan just laying there on the carpet and looking up at the ceiling fan. And I looked over at my left arm and I thought, I can't even feel my body. Like I'm not even a person anymore. And then I thought I could probably get a knife and just chop that arm off. Wouldn't even feel it. I mean, I don't have any feeling left. What would, what would that do? Maybe that's why cutters cut. And I just had all of these thoughts going through my head. And right then my husband walked in and he said, what are you doing on the floor? And I looked at him and I said, I think I could chop my arm off and not feel it. Now in that moment, my husband, I'm sure was a little panicky and uh, had some real concerns. But in that moment, I, I didn't think it was an odd thing to say. It just felt like part of my experience that I was sharing. And I was lucky enough to have somebody to share that experience with. Now, in, in later episodes, we're going to talk with people who were injured and paralyzed, people who lost a child, people who lost a limb, um, a lot of situations, people who've been to prison, who, who had instances happen where their lives will never be the same. So in future episodes, maybe you can relate to one of them more than my story. But in all of their situations, uh, most of them, they had these moments where they just didn't know if they wanted any more chapters to be ahead in their book, or they couldn't see or feel that there was going to be more happiness in their life or more feeling in their life. They just felt like a shell of a human and the purpose was gone for why they were there or what was going. It's really an odd, odd feeling. Now, I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm coming to you with this from someone who has gone through it and who has done a lot of studying on the other side of it to just try to share what's going on with you right now. So I did learn later, read lots of books and did a lot of research that there is this emotional numbness that comes and it is in the face of these overwhelming emotions. You know, whatever trauma you've been through, it's going to leave an imprint on your brain and you have greater brain activity and parts of your prefrontal cortex. We'll get a little nerdy here for a second. So the front of your brain, you, you have more activity going on there right now than your brain can even handle. You're on overdrive and the mind, your brain is turning this on and returning to that moment over and over and over and going back to that upsetting memory as if it's almost on a loop. It's like your brain is trying to make sense of that experience, even though it doesn't make sense, and you just keep going to it. So a flashback happens when that traumatic memory gets cued, and it makes you feel like it's happening all over again. So in your head, it's happening over and over and over. At some point, your brain just can't take that anymore. So as best as I can understand it and explain it, that's why your body gets to that numbness point, and it sort of shuts down. Because your nervous system has taken this major shock and even when you're sleeping, even when we're sleeping, our brain continues to process that event and you're never getting a break from it. Your nervous system just doesn't settle down real quickly after something happens. It's turned up like on full volume for a while and it's alert for any possible danger. And it's playing this over and over, trying to make sure they have a path out next time. And so you're just in a weird state where your brain is not functioning normally. Now, researchers are still exploring like the precise biochemistry and the chemistry of our brain changes that are associated with this numbness. So if they can't figure it out, we don't have to. We just have to have an understanding that it's normal. And the crazy thoughts that are going on in your head are normal. And while they're normal, we all need some professional help or some type of help to get past something like this. This is the episode where I tell you, you really can't do this on your own. And I'm not enough either. You need somebody in your life. You can say this stuff out loud to. So it quits looping around in your head. And the more you say it out loud, 
weirdly kind of gets out of your out of you a little bit and then it makes you more comfortable in the world so it's smart to get some professional help it is not a sign of weakness we don't want to go through this by ourselves you actually want to reach out to someone individually if there's someone you know who can help you or professional help or there's a lot of online resources out there these days there's better health and Lyra Health and Ginger and Silver Cloud, all these online tools, whether it's online counseling, lots of places to get help. And at the end of this and all of our episodes, we also offer the hotline. So if you are in that place, just know it's normal. And when you start saying it out loud, you do start processing it easier. At the minimum, find someone, one person you can say everything out loud to that's in your head. Someone you can say all the crazy stuff in your head, not not everyone needs to hear it. Okay. Just pick someone, just one person you trust. Some of what you're thinking is probably really irrational, pretty absurd. And I'm sure some of it's really dark. So choose the one person who you trust and say this stuff out loud to them. You can tell them that they don't even have to answer. You just need to get this out of looping in your head and share it with someone. The you five years from now is counting on you to do this. Your future self that you five years from now in the restaurant or on the beach with your dog, your future self really needs you to find support or reach out for help or call a hotline. You five years from now is going to be doing really fun stuff. They're going to be laughing and doing fun things and taking a road trip or binge watching something fun. They're going to be going to the beach. Yeah, that you, the you five years from now really needs you right now to reach out for some help and to share what's going on in your head and get it out of your head. So that loop, your brain just trying to save you, but it is working against you right now, doesn't have you staying in this really dark place. And and five years from now, you're gonna say, holy shit, I was in this really bad place a few years ago. This This is gonna be a story that you tell. So just know that your future self is counting on you. And I hope that this resonates with you. Keep listening if it does. In our next episode, we're going to talk about creating a script to protect yourself. You know how it feels when you leave your house and you have to, or even answer your phone and you have to answer that question, how are you? You know, what do you say to that? For me, there was no good answer. If I said, I'm fine, people were like, oh, she's not dealing with it. If I said, I'm not fine, they're like, oh, she's in a bad spot. It's just not a good answer. And as soon as someone says it, it's a trigger and you're reliving this thing again in your head. So it's constant. It's like walking out and just getting hit and hit and hit all day long with this really mundane question. Hey, how you doing? So in the next episode, we will talk about how to craft a script to protect yourself and it will be game changer. So if you don't listen to anything else, please listen to that one and hang in there. This seriously sucks, but you will get through this. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you're ready to get serious about getting past this seriously sucky event in your life, join the club. Go to mythis.club to get a free copy of my book, and there's other resources to help you get through this. This has been another episode of This Seriously Sucks. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Nina Sossaman Pogue and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. 